Anmol, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us in the episode number 25 of BRM Brown Bag session. I'm your host, Suresh GP, and we have today uh, an esteemed guest and a good friend, uh, all the way joining us from Tarunga in uh, New Zealand. Thank you so much, Kirsty, for joining us today for the episode 25 of the BRM Brown Bag. I hope you're doing well and staying safe. Yes, yeah, lovely to be here, Suresh, and, and great to be chatting with you again after a few years. <laughs> awesome. So, to viewers, um, Kirsty has been as currently working as a business relationship manager with New Zealand Police, but she has donned several roles over the period of uh, several years. So, let's hear from Kirsty your experience journey. Uh, you started off way back uh, in service management. So how has been your journey so far? Uh, we'd be delighted to have your experience uh, jotted down. Okay, so as, as Suresh says, I, I worked in service management for, for quite some time, sort of fell into that completely by mistake from a uh, career as a journalist. And I'm still some days not really quite sure how that happened, but um, <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed to work and I really have had a pretty successful run in the service management space. Um, did a few bits and pieces with the IT Service Management Forum and other organisations over the years. And uh, then about three or four years ago, I decided I really liked the relationship management space. I mean, I, I like meeting people, I like building relationships and and I can really see the value that relationships have to an organisation. So to take it a step further, I decided to, to look for a role in the in business relationship management. And I took up a role at that time with um, the New Zealand Defence Force. And I worked there for three years. And then very recently, I have moved to the business relationship management team at New Zealand Police. So I've only been there uh, less than two months. So getting my feet on, on the ground and working out how this organisation works. But, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely committed to relationship management. I do believe it is it is the power that drives organisations. If you don't have a healthy web of relationships, then you're not going to have a healthy relationship, a healthy organisation. So um, I really believe it's the fuel and it's the basis for um, success in any organisation. So that's, that's why I ended up here eventually. So I was, you know, back in service management days, I was one of the um, authoring team for ITIL4. So I've had a, a pretty uh, busy career in service management, but really enjoying my move into relationship management. You know, I know Kirsty, I've known Kirsty for about nine years now, since I, I was the uh, first time I went to New Zealand in Wellington. Uh, for the ITSM of New Zealand conference. Um, one of the things that I know Kirsty has been very passionate as a people person. She has been always uh, 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 for us in whether it is a podcast, it has been part of the uh, work that we have done together. Um, so uh, for viewers, one of the things that is very distinct on this episode is um, you have a, a unique blend of being in service management you also have exposure towards product management and then brm so we will look at this trio of service mm -hmm. management uh, business relationship management product management so for viewers can you give me a simplified definition of what is service management focusing on what is product management and brm so that we can get everybody onto the same page and then deep dive into how this all work together in tandem Okay, so 
I mean, and I'll couch this by saying, you know, this is how, how I see it. It may yeah. not be how everyone else sees it. So yeah. for me, your service management is, it fulfills a, a whole variety of um, tasks for the business, but primarily it's keeping the lights on and it's making sure that the technology works, is reliable and that it meets the business's needs. So you're looking at your incident management, service request management, you're looking at changes to existing IT systems and you're, you're looking at managing those existing services. So that's, you know, it's taking, it's taking your current platform and making sure that that is doing what the business needs. I mean, and there's, I mean that's a very, very simplistic way of putting it, obviously. Right. So you are manage, you're managing existing services. When you're moving into product management, you're creating the products that make up those services within that service management then goes on to support. So you have product management teams that are working in, and I don't want to call them silos because obviously we want to get away from silos, but they are working in specific areas with um, groups of applications or that make up their, their product stream and that provides the capability to the organization. So they're looking, they're looking at things in, you know, in a funnel that makes up their, their individual products. So you might have products that deal with mobile applications. You might have products that deal with um, security applications. So they'll, they'll be organized and different organizations obviously are going to organize those product teams in quite different ways but they will be focused on specific areas for the organisation. And then I think your BRM team is then that, you know, almost the umbrella that goes over the top. We need to work with both. We need to work with service management because our business partners need their current services to work the way they expect them to work, to be available when they need them to be available. And then we need to work with our product teams because when we want something new and, I mean, a new application, a new capability, an enhancement to an existing product, then we need to bring that view into the product team. So one way of looking at it is, is that, you know, the, our um, BRMs are looking at things at a, at a fairly, not, I won't say a superficial level, but at a, not a too deep level, but we look across the entire organisation. Your product teams are looking at things in great depth, but in a far more focused area. Sure. So the, the BRMs, the, the product teams are looking at, you know, building their products. And the, the BRMs are talking to the business and saying, you know, what do you want to do over the next one, two, three, five years to improve the way that you provide services? You know, so let's bring those ideas, look at your strategy and say, well, how is technology going to help you with that? And then we take the, the ideas that need technology through to our product teams. The product teams build them. They hand them over to service management who support them and and make sure that everything is delivered the right way. I hope, yeah, I hope that made sense. <laughs> absolutely. I think you, you you summarized very well about the, the 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 transition, like where the service management, product management, BRM works in. So one of the next question is many times we see BRMs being very tactical because either the service management is not doing well. So uh, they become kind of the single point of uh, uh, contact instead of a uh, single point of focus. So what yeah. is your thought about when service management is not matured, how does BRM handle that episode? 
I mean, it's a difficult one, and I've and I've worked in that sort of situation where service management is is struggling to provide the um the service that the organisation needs, either through immaturity of process, lack of resources, or I mean, there can be a number of reasons. And BRMs do need to help. I mean, they need to be able to pick up those. I mean, because the way we've got to think about it is we ne- we're there to make sure that the service our customers are getting, our business partners are getting, meets their needs. And if service management isn't able to do that, then sometimes the bearing just has to, to step in and, you know, fix things in the short term. We really want to make sure that we don't carry on in that tactical space for too long. We need to be able to, I think, the most important thing for us to do in that in that situation is work with service management and try and get them to understand what they need to be doing to make sure that they are providing the service that the organisation needs. Because we don't want to be the catch-all for incidents that aren't being escalated properly or service requests that aren't being answered. That's not, I mean, that's not what I took on a BRM role to do. But there are going to be times where you need to fill those gaps. But you, I think you've just got to temper it with, you know, this is a temporary thing. We need to work with service management to help them improve their capability to make sure that they understand where they need to be heading so that we're all working in the same direction. I mean, it's not an, it's not an easy situation to be in. But um, for, a, for a BRM, our ultimate goal is to make sure that our business partners are satisfied with the service that they get from their ICT investment, sure. that technology is meeting their needs. So, right. you know, as I said, sometimes you just have to step back a little bit and fill that tactical space in the short term, but you need to get yourself a way out of it. Have yourself build yourself a roadmap on how you're going to move out of that tactical space. How are you going to help service management improve their processes? I mean, sure. and say again, it's not easy, but if we can it do it, we should. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things. The next question is around product management. Today, as you know, people are looking at self-organized teams. They are looking at scrum teams, squads, and tribes, and whatnot. So is that a real value, um, Kirsty, that BRM can operate in a product management world? Uh, because you are very focused on the sprints, the velocity, the user stories. Yep. Um, it seems to be more um, towards the release train process and scale agile framework and stuff like that. Uh, yep. From your opinion, if the organization is already doing into product management and looking at new releases every two to four weeks, is that a, mm-hmm. what kind of role do you think the BRM is going to play in a product management world? Well, we, we bring that, you know, after talking to our business partners and understanding what their technology needs are going to be you know, in the short and, and long term, we bring that view back into our product teams. So, And we help them understand the business priorities. I mean, it's very easy for a product team to look at their own priorities and say, well, if I do A first and B second and C right. third, that's going to be easier for us. But the business is saying, we actually don't care about A and B to start with. We desperately need you to do C. So it's that's where the the BRM is able to step in and say, look, prioritization for the business means that we need to do this first. That's that's the imperative for the business. So we bring that that business understanding into the into the product teams. I mean, I think um, 
product teams in, in BRMs, they can, when you when you look at some of the job descriptions, you think, well, actually, the product manager's job description sounds like it's the BRM prob, um, job description. I mean, we're talking to the customers, we're understanding their strategy, we're building to that. But what we need to understand is that each product manager is looking at that in their pipeline. Right. Whereas the, the BRM is going to look at all the product teams together and understand the business priorities over all those product teams. And I mean, how often does a business idea actually only touch one product team? Right. I mean, virtually every initiative of any any substance that I see coming from a business partner is going to touch multiple product teams. Right. So, and that becomes, you know, the BRM's role to orchestrate the different product teams, product owners, product managers to work together to come up with the holistic solution that the business is looking for and to prioritise it in a way that meets the business's expectations and needs. Absolutely. I think that's a very good way to look at the BRM is the umbrella looking at the, the orchestrator role, move parts. Yep. It's just not one product, but different products, no. overall holistic parts. So that really sums up the, there is a merit in having a BRM in a product management world as well, right? Oh, ab- um, absolutely. And when you when you start working with your architecture teams as well and your, and your product teams and your pro- and project managers, bringing, bringing all those different parts of the ICT equation together, to, to produce what you what you want at the end of it. That's that, that, as you say, that orchestration role that the BRM provides is absolutely critical in that. Awesome. So in terms of the knowledge, so one of the things we, we see BRMs, Kirsty, is that um, they don't have sometimes service management knowledge. They don't know about mm-hmm. Agile. So when they get to work yeah. with the service management teams or the product management team, they get a seem to be out of place because you don't use the same terminology, yeah. the vocabulary part mm. of it. So from your perspective, yeah. uh, what kind of skills and knowledge do you think is absolutely uh, required for BRMs to, to manage this whole uh, expectations with different groups and departments? Yeah, I mean, I think at the, at the very least, your BRM needs to have, you know, a basic understanding of you know, whatever framework your service management team is using in the organisation you work for, you should get some foundation level training in that. Whether right. that's ITIL or whether it's Verism or what you know, whatever it is, there are. I mean, there are multiple frameworks out there that different organisations could be right. using. But just you know, get yourself onto a workshop. You know, try, train up at that foundation level, and it's not it's not so that you can do their job. It's so that you are speaking the same language when you're talking with your service management people, that you that you understand what an incident is, what a service request is, what are changes in their terms, because you know, in other parts of the organization, those those um na- those names may mean something completely different. But when you're talking in that service management space, you want to make sure that you're talking the same language. Yeah. And the same's going to, same is going to go for your product space. If you're using safe or if you're or what, whatever framework you're using for your product management, again, look to see if you can get on a foundation level training course or a, you know, even go as far as taking a Scrum Master's course so you actually understand how they work, how they, how they bring themselves together, how they prioritise things so that when you're coming in with something from the business, you actually understand what they're going to do with it when they get it. And again, that you are talking the same language, that you understand what a sprint is, that you understand how they organise their their blocks of work, how they do their planning, 
in, in increments. Sure. And what, what, in, what each increment means, how much how much work is is that going to allow you to do? Because then you can you can then take that and explain it to your business partner just how that prioritization process works in a product world and you know and how they can work together as product teams and uh, produce what what you want but if you don't understand how they how they work it can be very difficult to understand how you actually get the work your business partners are asking for into the organization so, you know, understanding both sides of that equation, I think, is really important. But on the other side of the fence, I think we should encourage our product managers, at the very least, to take a take a BRM course. Just even right. just the just go to a foundation, yeah. which you know, a workshop, even just a few hours to actually right. understand the value of relationships, because I think that's actually underestimated. I think sometimes your your product managers think that, you know, what's a relationship? You just go out and talk to people. They right. don't actually understand the science behind building and maintaining impactful relationships. So I think it's really important that we that we get our product teams, at the very least, to have some base-level relationship management training so they do actually understand the work that goes into building and maintaining those relationships and that they don't actually step in, as I've seen happen before, have a product manager step in and destroy a relationship which has taken you months and months to actually build up to a level where there's trust. If they don't understand that, then that's that's actually very easy to do. So, you know, so on both sides of the fence, the BRMs should do the service management and the agile training, but specific, especially our product managers should do some relationship management training as well. Awesome. That's spot on because in terms of right now, I'm working with one of the client where the technology team is coming and say, we need to know about BRM. So we call this as elevate mm -hmm. IT to get a seat at the table or yes. building business, building IT as a business. So basically, mm -hmm. you're absolutely right that if you don't have relationship-centered organization, if you don't think on those lines, then the chances of you working as a one single unit is going to be very difficult. So it's absolutely mm -hmm. imperative yeah. that you said that the, the, either the course of the BRM fundamentals from the from the BRM Institute is a great opportunity mm -hmm. for people to get everybody yeah. to the same page. And that could be a way to uh, run through it. Now, shifting gears, uh, we had this relationship maturity model that we used to mm -hmm. uh, look at ourselves and say, uh, my relationship with my business partners. But do you think that the relationship model, the relationship maturity model from ad hoc, order taker, service provider, trust advisor and strategic partner can be done with other departments. Is that something in place? And what would be your suggestion when it comes to building that relationship with the rest of the business units and departments? Absolutely, Suresh. And that's, I think that's critical. You can't have a relationship that just goes out from the BRM into the different, you know, the external, I mean, I hate, I don't want to say the business because... We no, are the business. As far as I'm concerned, I work for New Zealand Police. I don't work for ICT and there's right. no the business out there. Right. But you've got to make sure that you're both inward and outward facing, that you put the same value on the relationship you have with your ICT functional partners right. as you do with your business partners out in the wider organisation. If you put all your effort into building impactful relationships with your business partners, then 
and you ignore your functional partners like your product teams, like your architects, like your business analysts, all the people who work behind the scenes in, in your ICT capability, then you're not going to get the buy-in when you come from your business partner back into ICT and say, hey, my business partner wants us to do this. If you haven't built that relationship with you, with, with those people within your function, you're sure. not going to get the buy-in that you're looking for. So you've got to make sure that you that you give the same, put the same effort into building those relationships as you do with your business partners, because relationships are with people. So you know, think of them as individuals, think of them as teams, work with whichever side they're on, whether it's functional or or out in the wider, wider part of your organization, you you need to build those relationships on awesome. on both sides. You, awesome. you use the same skills, exactly the same skills as you do to build relationships with business partners. Whether it's, you know, buy them a coffee and go sit at their desk and just have a chat about what they did in the weekend. All those, all those things are all they're all part of building that healthy relationship, actually taking an interest in the person, not just the position. Awesome. I like the person taking the interest in the person and not by based on title because you're you are you're invariably not talking about uh, business to business or business to consumer is human to human, right? Yeah. The hedge to hedge factor. It is, absolutely. I mean, and that's why I moved into relationship management because <laughs> I like that human to human interaction and, and deriving the value that we can from, from building those relationships. Awesome. My final question to you is um, this trio of service management, product management, and business relationship management is a, is a pretty lingo, right? I don't know how we can make the balancing act because if you, if you yeah. go one side, the other side goes for a toss. So do you, do you have your yeah. recommendations on how to move forward with service management, product management, and business relationship management as a balancing act so that the whole organization at the end of the day gets the desirable benefits? Um, any, any tips and tricks on how we need to go this uh, forward? I think it's working together as a team. It's it's looking at yourself as an organization, as an organism almost, not just an organization, as you know, we're we're all part of the same capability that's providing, you know, a a platform or whatever for the for the business to actually create value. So we we need to make sure that we are we're you know, instead of being three different parts, instead of being service management, product management, BRM, that we are one organism. We have different skills that go out in different directions, but we need to work together. And one thing I think that, and actually I'll give credit to um, Jeremy Byrne from the UK for this one. I had a chat with him a couple of years ago, and this was when he was at Loughborough University still, and he said they put together a wider engagement group. So everybody who met with business partners for anything, got together on a regular basis, all sat down together and discussed what their interactions with business partners had been so that we all knew who was talking, who was saying what. And it, and it, gives, a, it gives a platform for basically those three parts of the organisation to get together. So your service management people obviously are talking out to your business partners because they need to 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 make sure that their current services are meeting requirements. And obviously your, your service desk is a key point of contact for your business partners. And then obviously your product managers, again, are talking to the business to make sure that their product development is meeting requirements. 
as well as the BRMs who are out there all the time just having those conversations and seeing how we can you know, innovate and provide better value out of, out of ICT investments. So create a, create a workshop, create a, you know, even if it's once a quarter, just all get together in a room, over lunch even, put on, put on a, and food's a great way to get people together. I mean, yeah. you want to sit down in a relaxed environment and talk about how you're interacting with the business. And as BRMs, we can, you know, we can give advice on how to help build those relationships. And I, one of the things we want to stress as BRMs is that we're not there to have every relationship. We're not saying you can't go out and talk to the business because we own that relationship. We're just saying, you know, involve us as well when you need to. We're, we're there to support your relationships with the business. We're not there to own everything. We're not there to stop you talking to people. We're there to facilitate those conversations and make sure that all the relationships between our ICT function and the wider business are healthy and productive and meet the requirements that you know technology has to provide to the business. Make sure that we are providing a positive impact on the organisation. And if we're not working together as a team, then we're not going to do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely spot on, Kirsty. I just love the way that you articulated about making a single team, but also being respectful of the different skills that mm. people bring to the table. Yes. We cannot own everything, but we have to be mm. cognizant of the fact that uh, there's a diversity and in inclusion that makes it much more powerful as a team. Yeah. Uh, and then we all have to look at from an end business perspective, you know, how we are going to work as one single cohesive unit to to take yeah. up uh, the challenges together and, and make it work. So it's been a, mm. it's, it's been a, Great conversation today, Kirsty. Oh, Thank you so absolutely. much. Absolutely. We've got to do we've got to do this again, Suresh. Okay. It's been fun. <laughs> absolutely. We'll do that. And and viewers, uh, you would have heard about Kirsty uh, passionate about talking about the relationship management. She's been uh, a veteran in this space. She's done service management. She's gone into doing a lot of work with business relationship management. She's been a certified business relationship manager and hope you will stand to gain a lot from her wisdom that she shared today. So uh, we, we really thank uh, Kirsty for spending time with us and we hope that you get inspired like we get inspired by bringing in the real world practitioners, sharing their real world experience at the BRM Brown Bag and uh, so happy to be here and uh, we look forward to seeing you all next time in our next episode of BRM Brown Bag. Until then, stay safe and uh, do well. Keep BRMs alive and uh, have the flag flutter very high. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone.